Welcome to the AltaCast. Uh, you're on Mutiny Radio. Different music in the back today. Uh, DJ Cheese ran into Jonathan somewhere and was like, oh, I have a genius along, and gave us a new mix. We all know DJ Cheese from back in the brainwash days. He used to hang out and make cool mixes, and he still does. So you can look him up. DJ Cheese. This is the best EDM mix daily on Instagram, Twitter, and Mixcloud. DJ Cheese. I, can't <laughs> I like his it. Number. 415-410-1839. Call DJ Cheese. Check him out on Instagram and all that other stuff. DJ Cheese. Yeah. So we're going to listen to him in the, just behind us and see how that all works out instead of... His music's going to throw me off and yeah. I like it. I love video game music. If I was in my 20s and I was still into this kind of shit, I would probably turn out to be a DJ for this. <laughs> like, wiki, wiki, wiki. Mortal Kombat, finish him. <laughs> do you do you do EDMing? Do you do the electronic dance? Music I thing? I do. I I actually I'm a 90s kid, so I used to be like into uh, let's see, like Massive Attack and like uh uh who Underworld. And Moby before he sold his soul, I like and I was a raver. I, I was a raver, and then I got I got back into it like in the mid two thousands with like the mashup stuff, like this group oh, called Baby Talk. Right, yeah. I remember those mashups. Those were cool. yes, those yeah. were really cool. Yeah. And then it fell off again. That's when like uh, right. the dubstep. I hate dubstep. Yeah, it just, I hate. It just sounds like epilepsy. I want to it fight sounds... people. I'm like, what is? I'm glad no one does. I'm glad it's out of style now. Thank God. Yeah, because I was starting to feel old like come on like techno and like 90s shit was really like you're like i can't i don't understand what's going on but i like yeah, it free math yeah for <laughs> free math we, we do have to be on drugs the crystal method oh god oh, yeah, i remember those guys. oh the i like the crystal method when the crystal cracked yes yeah that was it was oh you're yeah, taking me back to I, high I school know, right like that was when i was a you know early 2000s and yeah late 99, 90s yeah yeah. yeah we can remember that's things. senior year for me remember when the world was better remember oh those are the clinton years yeah. oh and What's he just guy? the only worst thing that he did was get you know fondle around in the white house and well, he used a cigar as a dildo and so that's not and it's funny annette mulaney is a really funny comedian and she has some new jokes that she's talking about specifically about clinton and uh, monica Lewinsky, and she says what does everybody remember the dress the blowjob but the thing that no one focuses on is he actually performed analingus on her no one even talked like wait so wait wait he tossed her salad he tossed her salad oh, and it doesn't yo, even I didn't know. they like, didn't even make a big what? deal about it which is crazy because this isn't Annette, Annette Mulaney has brought this all to light it's just so funny because salad but I've been wondering a, I was wondering like in 2002 Damn. the ass was suddenly on the menu like it was all the and yeah. I was like where did that come from Salads. and I think it came from Clinton really I, I think that never was the underground knew. Clinton moment yeah. I was so enamored by the dress and then the cigar yeah. I was just like with the cigar I'm like, ooh, he's pretty sexy. Yeah. But I mean, no one, you didn't hear about anyone tossing salads yeah. in the 90s. No, you didn't. He was ahead of the he salad was game. A maverick. Oh, in my. The sex game. Ooh, see, I've, I've, mm. all, I've secretly always had a thing for Bill Clinton ever since and that. Now, now I'm I know. like, now I might have to really masturbate to him again. Hell yeah. It, it's been a while. That weird Arkansas voice. Oh, I love it. Deep. I'm sorry. I, I still Deep find up. him hot. 
No good. I know he's corrupt as fuck, but I listen. Oh, he tosses salad. I mean, he eat booty hole. It doesn't even. It, like, politics are corrupt. It's just the way they've always been. And and I don't even think people mean for them to be corrupt. I think sometimes people are trying to make good decisions for people and they make mistakes. And uh, <laughs> I'm reading this book by Robert McNamara right now, who was the uh, Secretary of Defense from like 60, for, for Kennedy until 68. Uh, and then he resigned with LBJ in, in 68. And I'm reading this book and it's it's great because he actually, he says, here, here, are, the, here are the 11... Dis- choices that really affected what happened and here are the mistakes we made and just going through that stuff it's like i've turned into this weird like history is finally <laughs> exciting for me like in high school and college i was like yeah history what i mean you learn things or whatever but now i'm like holy fuck man it's it, history is because it, it's all it's all a throwback especially what's going on now do you think obama tossed salads no, he's I mean, not a, he's not a whole like. If, I think, I'm sorry to I go back if, to this. I I'm think just, if I think if Michelle asked him nicely, I'm sure that he would do it because, I mean, who knows what know. people's relationships are really like when they're in the spotlight or when they're somehow, you know, who knows? Who knows what the relationship between Hillary and Bill? What? Who, yeah. who knows? Who, but what do, anybody's relationship? I do is notice like. something. What I do like about my presidents ever since Clinton, I I've started bit I. I've been fascinated by their sex lives, mm. and I like them more when the more freakier the president. Like Jack Kennedy could get it. Like, Hell yeah. yeah, I'm not like he was a hoe. He well, was just slinging that PR. The whole Kennedy clan killing bitches and he. And <laughs> the, the other cool thing about this book is they talk about uh, Kennedy, and he was like this really honest guy. And McNamara talks about it, like that he'd make a mess. He accidentally leaked something, and and he was like, oh god, that was me. And it was, but he was able to admit mistakes, which I guess is rare in politics. Or did he admit to sleep with Marilyn? No, he made it obvious because oh well i don't even think at that time that indiscretions or like sexual things were even a like no i I, I don't even think that entered the realm at that time that we even because i mean we used to be so the the concept that sexuality is so out there and it becomes that it's become something that is involved deeply involved with the presidency and that we love these it's like why have sex scandals why not just have people that are in honest relationships with one another and say hey i've you know, I value you as a person, but you know, I have the opportunity to go have sex with a porn star. So, <laughs> don't but, you? I mean, don't you think like when you're a public figure like that, like it's bound to happen. When you when you have power and money, especially if you're a man, women are attracted to that. I know I have somewhat an attraction to. Depending, I have standards though. Um, but like, it it. it there's going to be a lot of fooling around, basically, what I'm what I'm getting to. Well, and that's a bummer because then that just goes to the integrity of the person, and and it, then it doesn't matter. It's like, does if you have more money, does that remove your integrity? What like yes. once you can, you know, it's the Westworld question. Like, if you have fuck kill robots, if you have robots, and you're like, oh, right, we can fucking kill the robots. Do you fucking kill the robots, or do you like? What do you? Is it like, oh, look, I'm. Anyways, what is the what is the human nature, and are we? You know, does is society on top of us? Is that what makes us not murder each other? But if we have enough money, we could do anything we want. I, I mean, what makes a yeah. person like a? That's every I choice mean, you make becomes experience, and knowledge is experience, and we are a collection of experiences. And so, it has to do with your own personal integrity. Like if it bothers oh yeah. you, like I would never. I mean. 
Um, the, the closest thing I can think of is like a couple weeks ago at a comedy open mic, um, an audience member became enamored with me and my comedy. And, was being, and he was very young. He was like 24. And he was being very flattering. And he, and he went in for a, a kiss. Oh. <laughs> and, uh, which was weird. And I was like, Why? I didn't think that that was going to happen. But I didn't, kind of fan. I didn't do that. Not, and I mean, because I, I love my boyfriend. And I also don't want to like make out with random. Like it doesn't even, I don't know. You like, wouldn't do that. I mean, no. And plus you have standards and morals. I guess. Like is what, that what, what it is? is? But yeah, it wasn't absolutely. Like, I think it's the fact that matter because it, it's... No, no. Yeah. yeah I wasn't... I mean, I wasn't into it. I'm like, yes, you're a fan, but goddamn. But I guess he thought that I was into it because I was talking to him. And, you know, I drink a lot, so I'm effusive. <laughs> but is it... It, it isn't like, oh, morality is what kept me away from making out with this 24-year-old Yeah, because the boy. first thing that you just said was like, I love my boyfriend. Right. And why would I, you know... If you were a deviant, you'd be like, all right, woo. And, so, and some people with boyfriends don't even care sometimes. They'll just do it anyway. And then, uh, of course, with that, that causes, obviously, trouble. Well, and that question yeah. is, does it matter? I mean, and I guess it always matters. So I remember being little and, like, spin the bottle and all that stuff and in the closet. And, and I never really had a boyfriend, but and I never really got picked. But then... Neither did I. When I would have a boyfriend and something like that was happening in college, I'd be like, oh, I kind of want to play this game. But then I knew I couldn't because I had a boyfriend. But then the question is, was I, like, what external, what is internal and what is external? Like, what are the societal pressures that make us do right and wrong? And what are the internal pressures of our own? Consequences. Consequences. I think, consequences? I, I think of, honestly, I think about consequences. I always think about the aftermath of what happens yes, if I've sinned, if I've been dirty and naughty. I think about the consequences before I want to go into the naughty side. The consequences. Because I, and plus I have a big thing about guilt. So, but guilt. then is it fear? Um, fear of guilt, fear of consequences. Fear, yeah. Yeah. I, I guess you would say it would be fear because like, I, I have a really guilty conscience. If I know I've done something wrong, I'm like, oh shit, I feel really bad. Let me apologize. But even after I apologize and people forgive me, I still feel bad about, I'm like, that's not in my character to do that. So, I mean, and plus I was raised correctly. And, well, so, and then that becomes, and then that becomes, if you were raised, then it is, it's external as opposed to internal because being raised so I looked up Guilty Conscience and um, there's a song by Eminem featuring Dr. Dre called yes, Guilty Conscience that's, I didn't that's know a, about yeah, that yeah you, you've heard it before that's a I, good song uh, uh, let's look at some of the lyrics and see if these guys can really break that it down that used to be the shit us. in the 2000s yeah well hey Eminem and Dr. Dre uh, so let's see if they can get to the root of this uh, Eminem and, and Dr. Dre with their lyrics He's following us. Conscious. Let's see. Ooh, people are people, people are, are watching. Following. People are watching. You know, I should play guilty conscious behind it, but I just want to see the lyrics, and it won't it won't come up. Hi, are they saying? Play the song. <laughs> All right, stop now. Before you walk in the door of this liquor store and try to get money out of the drawer, you better think of the consequence. All right, so we start out with armed robbery. Who are you? I'm your motherfucking conscience. That's nonsense. Go in, gaffle the money, and run to your aunt's cribs and borrow a damn dress and one of her blonde wigs. Can I borrow this? Tell her any place to stay. You'll be safe for days if you shave your legs with Renee's razor blades. Yeah, but if it all goes through like it's supposed to, the whole neighborhood knows you and they'll expose you. Think about it before you walk in the door first. Look at the store clerk. She's older than George Burns. Fuck that. 
do that shit. So this is about stealing. Man, don't do it. It's not worth the risk it. Not over this shit. Drop the biscuit. Uh... Uh, so they really didn't tell. They're just saying, like, don't do something bad because you're going to get in trouble. Yeah. Basic stuff. All right, calm down. Relax. Start breathing. Fuck that shit. You just got this bitch cheating while you at work. She's with some dude trying to get off. Fucking slit her throat. Cut this bitch's head off. Wow. Mm -hmm. Wait, what if there's an explanation for this shit? What, she tripped, fell, and landed on his dick? All right, Shady. Maybe he's, he's right, Grady. But don't... But think about the baby before you get all crazy. Oh, because she's pregnant? Jesus Christ. Is this... It's, it? better, it's better if you see the video. The video's actually really good. Is it really... Yeah. Are they being funny? Yeah. Um, it's, 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 it's... Some scenes are pretty funny. I, I remember I used to... I liked... That's one of my... The first Eminem songs I really liked. It's a really good song. I'm sure you've heard it. If you hear it, you probably will remember it. And the last time, like you said, like 15 minutes ago of integrity which was the early 2000s and early nine or late 90s i just i i worry about what i mean if this is what the kids are watching and oh, this shit ain't nothing and it's but it's like they're oh, this isn't the shoot i was hoping it would be the video it's just the song never mind Anyways, I don't think they can tell us anything about a guilty conscience. <laughs> what do you what do you have like a, a time when you did something and you were like Fuck yeah. yeah. Actually recently. Oh um, yeah. Yeah. I um I it was my uh what was I doing? Oh yeah, so I went to my old job for drinks and I was already like kind of like, you know, really buzzed and nearly to that drunken point and then I did get drunk and it was at um uh, my old job and then I kind of blacked out Ooh. and I paid the tab and then I didn't I I usually tip and all this stuff why my old friend that works at the place she basically said that I I wrote fuck you on the credit card wow. and no tip that was recent and I was like what I have that never is done so that out of but and I can understand why you feel guilty because that's so out of context for you yes. and and it's about you're a server yes. and you're so funny about why would I do so why would you do that and I was trying to think I'm like oh my god where did this come from too much rosé it was fucking rosé I'm starting I, I gotta, gotta stop make a fucking song. with that um, but basically I felt I even sent a, a, a I'm sorry card wow. along with money in the sorry card to wow. the restaurant Wow! and I'm like I cannot go there and no one's mad at me but I'm mad at myself yeah. and I'm still mad this is about a month yeah. ago this yeah. happened yeah. so that's... I'm like I'm embarrassed and yeah. that's not in character of me how do, even if I'm drunk that's still no excuse and that's why I don't understand why people use the I'm drunk excuse I'm like that still does not give you yeah, the authority to do something wrong or to be a dick guilty conscious remorse caused by a feeling responsible for some offense exactly. so you felt exactly responsible yes. for an offense but it was drunk you that did it yeah it but wasn't that still that doesn't you. but that still doesn't yeah. make but the that's, excuse that's what i'm saying i'm like even when i've been drunk and hammered i've never done that before sure and so i'm not going to use the excuse i was drunk no take responsibility for your shit if yeah. you get in a fight with someone and you're drunk well you got in a fight with someone because you're a drunk asshole right when i got my dui i took responsibility oh, I, I felt was just so like, bad i felt bad i'm like how dare me like rat on myself yeah 
I, I, my, I felt so guilty about my DUI. I was just like, I'm not a good, I'm a terrible person. Yeah. And you think about like what I could have done. Like I could have hit someone. I could have killed yeah, someone, you know. I could have killed myself. It, that, uh, that too. Eight reasons why you feel guilty and how to make it a good thing. This is bizarre. Uh, ah, feeling guilty. It really does make you feel like a huge weight is on your shoulders the whole time, doesn't it? I used to think. Yeah, and I mean, my whole thing is, and I feel guilty about like stupid shit, like just like in my everyday, like I, I just sometimes I just feel like a bad person, and I'm beating myself up for nothing because I, I, I used to think my entire life was run by my feelings of guilt. Every day I did. Uh, Everything I did or thought seemed to be governed by how guilty I felt that day. It also didn't seem to matter what it was. I'd be feeling guilty about everything and anything. Either that I hadn't done enough or that I'd upset people when I hadn't meant to or even that I should have done something differently. And I feel so guilty about so many things. Uh, my life really did seem like it was just reacting from one guilty feeling to another. I've felt, I've felt that way. Like it's just over judging your own behavior, right? Yeah. Um, to be clear, what we're talking about in this article, guilt isn't always bad. It can be a good thing that can prevent you from taking actions that could hurt someone else. Guilt can also prevent you from damaging your relationships with others because you'll think before you act. Or it might be that you push uh, the push you need to fix your mistakes. So you fixed your thing. Okay, here we go. Trying to avoid something. Guilt often comes from people trying to avoid something. Some of the most common ones are you don't want people to be mad at you. You don't yep. want to let someone down. Yep. You don't want people to be upset because you did something. Yep. You don't want people to think less of you like you're not a nice person. Yep. Trying to avoid something. Uh, yep. All, all of the above right here. Yeah. Because I do think about people's perception of my character. Sure. And I, I like people and I want, I, I want everyone to be my friend. I'm one of those people, you know. Right. And I don't want to be a dick. Well, and, and, I, and I think that it, it, they're saying to eliminate those feelings of guilt, it helps if you take a moment to ask yourself what you are thinking about. Are you thinking about what you don't want or like people being mad or people being upset at you or what you do want? Once you focus on what you do want, you can start thinking of actual solutions and work toward that. Usually you'll find that as soon as you start forward motion the feeling of guilt will go away i don't because like you're trying that. to avoid well i, I don't mean, like that i don't like that i think you should when you get punished you should feel guilty for what you've done and i the feeling of guilt that means you're not taking responsibility for your actions but if you're feeling guilty because you want someone else to think a certain way about you that's an impossible feeling to overcome because you're worried about how what they think of you you, you can't control what anybody thinks of you you can only right. control well, how you think, think about yourself. yourself so that's what i think they mean by looking at what you want as opposed to how you want other people to react. But I think it's also with the fact of, like like I just said, like I don't want to have people think, well, I just said it again, yeah. have people think about how my character is. And plus, when, you, when you're when you a nasty person, nasty things happen to you. Now, that's and, true, And too. that's the thing. And, and you don't want that negative energy. So People I call it karma, but it's not. It's yeah. just like if you're being negative all the time, everything seems negative even if it's positive. Right, yeah, exactly. So I don't want – if I, if I don't have that guilty conscience of I, – I don't want to feel – basically, I don't want bad energy to radiate on me. Sure. You know, and it – and when I do something wrong, I have to admit it. And sometimes it'll take a moment, but I have to admit it. So that way I do feel guilty. But what I'm trying it's to get at is that, that that's like a Jiminy Cricket thing. Like <laughs> I have a little guy on my shoulder that tells me like, da, 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 this is good. This is bad. But I mean, why do we like in 
take our internalization of ourselves and we externalize it. like we make it like we're our own voice of yeah. reason and yet even in fiction we're like we fictionalize a small character that tells us what to do that's outside of ourselves instead of focusing internally because isn't that the yeah i don't even understand i i mean the question should be um you know for those who are doing such evil in our government why don't they have a guilty conscience right. why aren't they feeling guilty why about don't you feel anything about people i mean about people families and, yes yeah children what, what, you do, what, what you're doing why and it's and the that's same. negative energy that you're putting on yourself because nothing good is going to come it's, out of the situation in the long run it's that we've changed all our mindset and we've made it that only rich people matter or, and we teach them, we teach people that money is what matters and things and stuff and the acquisition of monetary, you know, and goods and stuff. And that's right. what makes you a good person somehow, or that, that makes you a worthwhile person. And when we continue that kind of, you know, mindset, uh, we I think, act terribly to each other. I think it's also too with technology, how it's kind of killed how we feel toward each other as humans for example instead of like a lot of people like running to call police when a situation happens most people mm. will start filming when right. someone's life is in danger well but and you can't get involved if someone's life is in danger like why it, would you start filming it instead of calling 911 well and so many like stories i've been reading about people that have done too. that so where where is your conscience then like and even with you call the police they don't necessarily do anything either there was an incident that happened near here and a questionably housed person was beating him up, up another questionably housed person and no one knew if they should call the police or not and then they did and then the police didn't do anything Oh, that's just and so it was a problem. Yeah. But I mean, I, I basically what I'm just trying to say is like, you know, people, instead of thinking about like helping someone out in a situation such as I keep thinking about this story about the man that fell in the subway in New York a couple oh. years ago. And instead of like helping them, they just started filming it. <gasps> like that kind of shit. That's like crazy. The, what, that kind of shit that weighs on your conscience of like, instead of helping them, what, how do you not help someone in need but you rather pick up your phone where's your guilt to or well and where's your feeling here's of a question of why do we feel guilty only when we get caught and and i say no we don't some people only feel guilty once they've gotten caught but some people feel guilty before they even do the action and that's when they don't do it or yeah. like i can't think i mean i'm trying to think of something like because i don't I mean, I uh, years and years ago, like when I was a rich person, I was a thief. I used to steal things from large corporations. I thought that You're was fun when I was a child. Um, right, but I didn't, and I didn't feel guilty about it because I justified it away that it's a big corporation. But I mean, I was still, uh, I'm trying to think of something that like, I don't usually do bad things anymore. The only time I feel guilty is when like, I, I wake up and I've been drinking and I'm like, did I say something stupid? Did I wrong somebody? Was I being annoying? Like, I'm more worried about, I feel more guilty about being annoying and telling too many stories and talking people's ear off than I do about. <laughs> I feel guilty in my relationship sometimes. Yeah. Well, I do. <laughs> that can, I mean, and I, sometimes I feel guilty. Like, I don't pay enough attention to my boyfriend. I should be, I should be better about that. I could, I could, I could be nicer. We can um, all we can always be a little bit nicer, yeah. But we can always sometimes be a little bit more honest with each other, right? I think that 
I that's think the... you, you, we've talked about this many times where you were talking about, and you use comedy as an example of not everyone is always fucking funny and don't lie to people. Don't, yeah, don't lie to them. Because that's going to hurt them in the long run by telling them they were great when they sucked. Right. And you, it, then that, because then you're championing mediocrity. And exactly, if, if you tell people they're doing great, and not they everyone's going to get a fucking gold star. Someone's going yeah, to lose. Right. You can't. I mean, you can get a gold star for effort, and people can recognize the effort. But you don't want to lie to them and tell them like that was a great set. It's like, <laughs> I mean, don't lie. how does that? <laughs> This is fun. An artistic person taps into the destruction, destructive emotional energy of guilt and shame and the longing to love and to be lovable and transforms these powerful emotions into a creative force. Kilroy J. Ulster. Kilroy. Dead, dead Toad Scrolls. Just, I'm looking up, um, all, all this is what it, it means to regret. I, I don't know why we're talking so much about regret. I'm not guilty about anything right now and I don't even know how we... Got regrets i've had a few but not recently yeah not no i mean the only thing like that i could possibly regret is my inability to make money like <laughs> it should i should have worked harder i was thinking about i don't know why sometimes when i go running i i, I go through things in my head like i was thinking about my 20s how i would mind doing some of this shit over again like such as like career or staying on the path of doing improv sure instead of doing you know being social and trying to drink and drug all the time and though i had fun i don't regret my 20s completely but if i could do it over i would do maybe 20 to 24 differently sure you know that's a good time yeah i mean because yeah. I think there's certain things that I regret that have now transferred to myself, me being in my mid to late fucking 30s. Yeah. yeah. Where I'm just like, damn, I should have chose a different career path or I should have just stuck with it. Right. You know. I, I could say that I I regret my marriage a little bit. If I, if I wouldn't have been in that relationship that was in your 20s. for those 13 years, it was my 20s. I, I you know, I might have done more performance-based stuff before my uh late 30s so i mean i feel like if i wouldn't have been in that relationship for so long because he didn't like me being on stage he wasn't into oh, he that didn't. Oh. no so he just wanted you to be a ethan allen it was i know it was i worked <laughs> at ethan allen for a while and i was a teacher for a while and i think that all of those like real jobs and stuff that made people happy at the time but I don't know what well, it would have been it was just a choice I made in 1993 um, no 90 no excuse me 96 there was a choice I made in 96 22 years ago right to go up to Davis instead of staying in San Diego and I could have gotten a job in a theater I, there are all kinds of things I could have done but yeah. I mean you know we all make choices it's fine I'm not gonna yeah I mean it's not like I, I you know didn't have that abortion when I was 28 and I would have been stuck with like a nine year old kid. I, I, I don't yeah, regret that. I don't regret that. I don't either. regret I don't. that. That yeah. part makes a bit, I have a big smile See on my face. I'm, I'm, I was 20, <laughs> so four, I'm four. I would have a 23 year old right now. Shit. You would have had a grown ass man. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> so crazy. You grown ass, still ask, Mama, yeah. can I have some money? Yeah, a, 20, <laughs> a 23 year old and a. And a three and a half year old, almost four year old. 
Oh, oh. That's what that's what I would have. But you know what? It is so much better not to. Oh my god! And I I've never felt guilty about. Oh, I've never felt guilty about I've that. Never. Felt that is guilty one about thing. That. I think you know some women. That's what I understand about. Okay, this is going to the abortion route now. Hell yeah! Some women have felt guilty about it. I don't understand those women because you really have to think long and hard about the process of like, okay, do you want this to like, do you want to survive your whole life with this mistake that you regret that you have to look at and you won't love and will be detrimental to you and that child? Or do you just want to say fuck it and get rid of it? <laughs> I mean, I say fucking get rid of it. And I, that is one regret that's in my top five of ha 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 thank god i don't regret that i would have i would i've never been yet either emotionally or physically or financially able there was one time in my life when i was still married i was 32 we were trying to have a baby and we were legitimately trying and it didn't happen thank god and i thought okay i've got insurance we're stable my husband has a good job and uh, we and there was like a six month window until I got really hurt and I couldn't do it and I was like oh, it was anyways uh, and I I really I'm really 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 glad I didn't have any kids in my first marriage I am so lucky that I never had kids oh you would have been stuck with his ass still well I would I mean but maybe maybe or I might have left him and then had double custody or done I don't know you still would have had a I'd still have a kid. Like, I'd still have to talk to it. It's not like you can... I was talking about your ex-husband. Oh, yeah. (laughs) You know. But, I mean, hey. But, I mean, that's... I put in here pro-life because I was thinking, like, are they going to say some terrible things about guilting people into keeping babies? Well, that's what they do. That's the whole, you know, it's a life, not a choice. Or it's a real baby. The term pro-life and pro-choice generally boil down to whether an individual thinks abortion should be banned or if it's acceptable. That's the thing is that it's totally a personal choice. Like, it shouldn't be banned. How do you... That's the whole thing is it should be banned. So you're telling people what they should do with their lives. Exactly. It's, I mean, it's acceptable for some people. If people are super Christian and they're like, I can't do this, then, then that's don't their, do it. Yeah, don't do choice. it. I respect that but because that's your value. Yeah. Someone who is pro life believes the government has an obligation to preserve all human life, regardless of intent, viability, or quality of life concerns. A comprehensive pro life ethic, such as that proposed by the Roman Catholic Church, prohibits abortion, euthanasia, and assisted suicide, the death penalty, war, with very few exceptions. Um, in cases where the pro-life ethic conflicts with personal autonomy as in the case of abortion and assisted suicide it is considered conservative in cases where the pro-life ethic conflicts with government policy and the case of death penalty and ward it's said to be liberal mm, this is our point of conflict I just want him to be like a sanctity of life blah 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 guilt yeah I'm waiting I'm, no choice guilt yeah, I'm hoping that they this didn't this didn't give me what I wanted to see if there was some really hyperbolic stuff out there, like about. You Do you know. realize how much psychology goes into like this kind of stuff, and even with the propaganda that's going on with you know our administration, like how the mind manipulation that these people do by making you feel guilty or making you want to turn to hate. 
yeah by just seeing something repeated over and over again like when you think pro-life you think they're shaming me because i feel this way so they're trying to make me feel guilty personhood for all no matter how small i looked up pro-life images and just to see if there were any forget mars discover life in the womb <laughs> are these all bumper stickers these are these, these are. are all like pro-life here we go stickers. women do regret abortion that's one of them <laughs> my uterus is more important than your god my uterus is Wait. yes so it's like my uterus is greater than your god that's a different one that's a pro choice one uh i just think trying to see if there's any that are just like baby killer vote. yeah baby killer baby killer exclamation point uh women deserve better than abortion i think god it's abortion you're an abortion not a choice what about if there is rape involved how do you feel about that oh, rape is the worst i know rape is the worst it's do you like, know how many like women have to suffer from like having a rape baby that fucking sucks i, I mean <sighs> rape babies rape is just the worst yeah. i mean and it's such like a just a it's a it's power, a violation power versus powerlessness like i'm taking you're not a person i'm not respecting your body i'm just taking i don't care what happens if you do end up getting pregnant or if i just kill your spirit period well it's i mean you know i i'm thinking about rape in the context of wartime only because i've been studying world war ii and then the russians after they defeated germany they went through and i guess they raped, raped like two million women and, and like that stuff is like i know that with, I know that the Holocaust is atrocities and six million Jews died. And, and I also know that it's a terrible atrocity that Russia lost 27 million people in that war. And, you know, and then, but, but to go, it's like, what is the thing inside man that goes, fuck those people? I'm literally going to fuck those people. Like, you're so, you've already won, but you're so angry about the 27 million people lost that you're like, go into towns and like, literally fuck people i just i sounds can't, like white straight male problems i just can't imagine Ooh. it was russians Ooh. and germans but i can't imagine white like, straight males where like i guess in times of war because uh, i mean it's all bets war are off kill, yeah yeah kill, kill or be killed exactly it's any it, it, it's not even any means necessary it's just brutal like but you see we, the ugliest shit during war and yeah absolutely that's and i then, mean and then there's like the abu Ghraib stuff and then there's like I mean, there's just, but that's the thing too, is it's like, what is it about? We decide those people are enemies because they don't look like us, but we kind of all look like everybody, but okay. Okay. Those people are the enemy. They're not people now. You can kill them. You can demean them. You can, you know, like, just, just like torture them. You just can, like a woman's body. So what's the one thing that you can take from a woman that will kill her spirit? Yeah, just make her feel right. completely powerless. And, exactly. Yeah. Demeaning, and, degraded, but, like you're nothing. And then I just, and I keep coming back to it, like maybe just because I'm such a, a snowflake and I've lived here all, the whole time and I've never been in a war-torn region and I've never like, I haven't experienced like this wartime atrocity stuff. And I'm like, I just don't understand how people can get to that place. I would, I could never kill anybody. Like, because you have a conscience. Well, that's <laughs> why I could and, never be in the military. Like I could never. No, pick, I know that I'm deliberately trying to hurt somebody, and I don't really understand the reason. Or we've made up this bigger reason, except that person's a person. 
and I'm a person. And so why am I supposed to kill this person? Because this person, other person told me I'm supposed to follow all these orders. Like, I don't know, Milit military just goes against like humanity. And yet we make so much money off it. And so many people, one of my buddies might have to join the military because he doesn't know what else to do right now with his life. He's like, he, he can't seem Last to resort. figure out places to live. He can't seem to make this Starbucks job work out. He can't seem to make anything work out. And he's like, I might have to join the military. Why don't he just start prostituting? It's so much easier. <laughs> I can't do that. I have a conscience. I would probably be a hoe before I joined the pro or the military. I, I would totally. Uh, well, I think but that I, just, I would be a wife before I joined the military. Like ooh, I would put feminism so? back, <laughs> and I would be like, I'd go like old Victorian times, where I'd be like. Although I do not love my husband, I will please him for a roof over my head and food to eat. I will not have a boot camp. Yeah. <laughs> Everything's going to be okay. Oh, I was thinking about getting a new tattoo and um, and on my uh, my chest plate, which is like such a big um, investment. Not in, just like once you get it on your chest plate, it's like that's pretty visible to everybody. But I want to have... Um, It'll turn out all right in the end, comma, you'll see. Do you know what that quote is from? No, what? Mrs. Potts. Really? From uh, Sleeping Beauty. Not Sleeping Beauty. Beauty and the Beast. Beauty and the Beast. It'll turn out all right in the end. You'll see. But I want to write it so that it's, when I look at it in the mirror, it's the right way. Oh, yeah. So, so that when backwards. it's, it's, so it's backwards yeah. with pretty scripts so that it looks like, what is that written on her? What um what are you uh when are you planning this? That's oh, I don't. Know. I just idea. I just wrote it out, but I want to have it like from here to here, like this, in a little curve. Ooh, the sexy. And it'll say Nick. it'll turn out all right in the end. You'll see. And also only because I can look at myself in the mirror and be like, you know, it's all gonna be okay. Everything's okay. And also, it's a quote from Mrs. Potts. And I'm kind of like Mrs. Potts. Like I smoke all like the pots. You are kind of like Mrs. Potts. I smoke Pot. all the pots. I, like, I love the pots. Yeah, 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 yeah. I see yeah. that. So I see that. I thought that you're was definitely not candle or whatever that. Yeah, lumiere. You lumiere. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, yeah. I forgot about Mrs. Potts. Yeah, I love Mrs. Potts. Uh, but I, I want to. I just, I've been thinking about this, and it'll be. It really, it's only for me because I can only see it when I'm in the mirror. Everyone else who looks at it, it's gonna look backwards. And They're weird. gonna be like trying to reach your chest. Yeah, they'll be like, "What is that?" It'll turn on a right. Pam's gonna start wearing more low cut shirts, y'all. And then, but that's the funny <laughs> thing is that it's such a deep. It's not that deep cut of a of a quote, but people who know it'll be like, "Mrs. Potts," like. I'd be like, you crack the code, you, baby. You, you crack, you crack the, code. the pot. <laughs> you crack the pots. Oh man, I haven't seen that movie in a long time. I, Disney shaped. I mean, it's funny. We still haven't like recognized as a people that TV really shapes you. Like, no shit. And we just give children so much screen time now. It's almost like we just give the world we give society the ability to structure their environment because they're just so immersed in the screen and so that's shaping you know and disney is doing some better things now i guess they have you know different characters they fired roseanne <laughs> i like roseanne i just read an article about kathy griffin in playboy and it was great really what was and, it about well the first thing i learned is that she's 58 years old mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm like, what? She was born in 1960. Yeah, she what she has fuck? a good she has some good work done. But yeah, you can she tell looks a good. Bit. Yeah, um, and that's the thing. She she does look 
good, but she's had so much work done, and I and it's like she's bought into that whole Joan Rivers thing of like she is our Joan you have Rivers. to she's the new Joan Rivers, but uh, and I respect what she's doing, and I love her free speech, and I know she talks about feminism, and yet she still's had all that work done and wears all the makeup and stays super skinny and looks perfect all the time. But that's Hollywood, and I and I can yeah. I can forgive the, her for that, I guess, a little that she's she did uh, she's, she bought in, she didn't sell out. She's not a sellout. She's she's a buyer. She uh, I don't know. Last year when she got in trouble about the whole Trump thing. Yeah, this is what the article. She about, yeah. she uh she came on on um with no makeup on. She looked really fucking different. You should look it up. Yeah, look. Up you should Kathy totally Griffin. look it. No. I mean, I'm we're we're really sounding like baby, feminists right now. Dead baby abortion <laughs> pictures too. <laughs> but um yeah, I I saw her. I I watched an interview with her recently, and. I have to say it's really kind of fucked up like she had like secret service not secret service but like FBI or what have you like on her and it was um, was it secret service I can't remember yeah they had the the CIA was after her for two months yeah ooh see that one she does wow okay oh that's an old picture that that's yeah they've got one where half of her body has and the other half doesn't um her, her the coolest thing is her boyfriend um who's also her manager is 19 years younger than her good for her i know i think I, that's great listen if He's i'm 41, fi- it's if i if i if i'm 58 years old and i'm still like that i'm cool she's clearly at least, at least, not a real head i mean she's getting her career back yeah thank god um she's i mean it's not like she did a harvey weinstein or something exactly she does look so different though with makeup than without. I told it's, you. <laughs> it is. It is crazy. She's got a great little bod though. Oh, I mean, fuck she's yeah. She, yeah. She's always had a cute shape, but I still need more ass. Look, she has. There's. She has cute little boobs too. They. Yeah. There's pictures of her t- dancing and. I, I like my women with hips party. and tits. I like thick, like cornbread. Um, but uh, the article. So yeah. Uh, she was talking about basically. She was saying that like. It was amazing how many people just didn't wouldn't talk to her and wouldn't take her calls. Like her people, real true friends right, were exactly. Yeah, and they Hollywood. would just they were like, I can't talk to you anymore. Yeah, my publicist said. For yeah, me, yeah, everyone was like, people ran for the hills. Well, wasn't she friends with like Andy Cooper. Cohen and uh, Anderson Cooper? Anderson Cooper, and yeah. she got fired from, from that CNN. CNN. For that whole thing. Yeah. yeah. Poor girl. That's how fake your friends are. You can't buy into that. That that really fucking sucks. But she's getting her career back. I love it. I, hey, and I, I, I support her. This is what, what happens when you don't cri- when you can't criticize the president with a chopped off head. <laughs> but this fool puts kids in cages. I know it's, he's an awful person, uh, and he lied and stuff. And the world is a terrible place. Uh, I looked up Oprah no makeup. Oh yeah, that's an- <laughs> and that is she doesn't have that much work done. Like no no no, she just she has just a lot. she just does look really different without makeup. Yeah. I don't have any makeup on right now. You, and you can tell you can tell who I am with especially when I am dolled up. Ugh. I should do it more often. I just don't feel I like I feel it? weird when I wear it now. What? Like I feel weird. Like I feel like I'm faking something or like I'm wearing a mask. It feels weird to be out with Jonathan, especially if I have lots of makeup on cuz I just feel like Do you feel like I don't know, it's not me. It's like well that's I mean to each their own. You know, you have that choice. But I mean, there's, some women are just like, you know, there's a time and place for it and it doesn't have to be every day, you know? Yeah, I should, I should wear it more. I, I headline a show on Sunday. 
so I should wear it then. Here, let me tell you guys about that if you're going to be in Oakland. Hey. I get to do like 35 minutes or something crazy. Oh, sweet. Um, Where yeah. at? That's I'm going to look it up. Oh, right oh. Yeah, Pam's about my... to promote, y'all. Yeah. Uh, it's exciting that I get to. Okay, it's July 29th. Uh, the Monkey House in Berkeley. The Monkey House in Berkeley. Yeah, the Monkey House in Berkeley. Tickets on sale here. I want to see where the Monkey House in Berkeley is. It is. Uh, the Monkey House, 1638 University Avenue, Berkeley, California. 8 o'clock. Tickets are 30 bucks. Hey, cool. Wow. Um, that's Sunday. Yeah, that's this, this Sunday. Sunday. Go to the Monkey House. I'm like, oh, cool. That's exciting. I'm like, 30 bucks. Damn. And Andy Zuccaro. It's two headliners, so it's just two of us each do like 35 minutes. And it's going to be really fun. It'll be a real hoot. It'll be a real hoot. Yeah, I hope everything works out. Sunday, um, I need to do a little work. I need to actually put some work into it and like write down. Not, I mean, just m- kind of map out in, in general like what I'm gonna say. I mean, I have a lot of jokes, but I want to, you know, I want to make sure that if I do my Melania joke, that I hit the whole joke, not just I have a truncated version now, and I want to make sure that I, <laughs> the truncated version is, um, you know, she never says anything. I don't even know where she's from. It's either Slovenia or Slovakia, but they both border Hungary. And my God, she's starving. <laughs> she is starving. She looks so pretty when she frowns. That's. <laughs> but then it, I, I, I used to do like a bulimia joke, and it, it is a funny tag to the end of that one if I do it. But then things get wonky. So I need to like spend a little time writing my jokes down and shit like that. You need some. You need some craft time. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I've been doing a lot of open mics, and I just. But sometimes, like, I just don't feel like it. Really. Yeah, like last night, I ended up going out to dinner with Jonathan, and it was so nice to just, like, sit down and eat food together and talk and hang out and stuff instead of... Oh, yeah, because Tuesdays are your days when you go apeshit, hit up, like, at least six, I, Yeah, I could spots. hit up. Yeah, you can. And last night, too, there was the... Ever the last Tuesday of the month, Cobbs has an open mic, but they do pre-sign for 10 spots and you have to be on the internet at the right time and get it. Otherwise, it's a lottery. So everyone who's there, they're only going to pick 10 spots. So you have to stay for the whole thing. And I was just like, fuck that. I'm not, if I don't, I, I have to be, I'm a dick just because I've heard everyone's jokes. The people who get chosen, if I don't get chosen, like I see you all week long. <laughs> I've heard these jokes. Do you think there's a better scene going on in the East Bay with comedy and stuff? Because obviously there are more arts going on over there than... There's a lot of comedy over there, too. I, th- I think that... I, I think I noticed- there's more open mics here, but there's enough over there. You, 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 I rarely go over there because there's enough here. And I think that people that do that over there don't usually come over here because they have enough over there. Right. Some people do both. Wednesdays are a lot of fun at Bricks which is in Oakland, but the only problem is that it starts at nine, the showcase is first, and then it's an open mic. And for me, if I don't have a ride out of there, I mean, I need to leave at like 11.45 to make that last part. That's what see. And that's so then what I have stops to like, people. I have to be like, I gotta go. And it, it goes until like 1.30, and it's a great open mic, but... Ways of getting home are I, fucked. And, right. See, like, what am I going to do? And I have a dumb phone. I can't like call. I'd have to call Jonathan to, to call, call you a lift, lift which yeah. is super expensive to go over the bridge. Sometimes it can be reason. It's a gamble sometimes. But still, see, this is why the fucking bar needs to be open later. I don't get it because yeah. it, it's separate. I mean, oh. it almost feels like a, 
we are in two segregated cities and then once you once that last part is gone you are fucked unless you want to catch what what's what bus is that some owl oh right the 90 owl or the 91 yeah like whatever no it doesn't yeah you get it's and And that's no guarantee so i figured out some ways to fix san francisco and i wanted to like write an email to london breed okay here's number one the only people allowed to drive in San Francisco proper, meaning the 7x7, seven seven, or we could even just do a certain area downtown, but let's just say the whole place. The only people who are allowed to drive between the hours of 8 and 5 are buses, people that are like working with trucks, moving trucks, doing deliveries. It has to be like deliveries, cabs, buses, and if Ubers or Lyfts want to do it, they have to pay for this special permit that they have to get after they take classes so they know not to double park and they know not to do what where and they know that you're not supposed to be here because they learn the, le- the lessons. So they have to take the class, they have to get their little thingy and then there's like a fee they have to pay every day, okay? So that fixes everything. But, but then, but then... The way to fix it is that we build these huge parking structures at the four corners of the city. So there's these big parking structures. We're creating jobs because people have to watch. The, they have, there has to be a lot of security to watch the cars. Um, we make the we make the parking. Uh, I mean, we make the parking super cheap, super cheap, because we don't want people to. Now after five o'clock and all night, you can drive but during the day. <laughs> Just because like commerce and shit is happening and people are trying to get to work and around and the buses, everyone could use public transportation. We could make public transportation free in the city if we did that. So we just encourage people and bikes, all that. You're fine to ride a bike. Okay. So that's the one. And then, (laughs) right? Because if you're gonna you so if you're ridiculous. gonna bring your car, <laughs> is it ridiculous? Yeah, yeah. It's totally ridiculous. We keep going. No, oh, no. Okay. So that's, that's I'm, one. I'm visualizing this. Okay, so there's the four parking structures, <laughs> and there's but there's everywhere is transport, and it's and it's free and it's easy. Uh, Utopia. And it makes I know, and it makes the city money, which is great because of the parking structures, because people drive in. But this is number two. When okay, so the Giants. If you have a Giants ticket or a Warriors ticket you get free BART and free Muni so that we can encourage people to not drive their fucking cars into the goddamn city. There's no parking for them. There's no... When the Warriors and the Giants are playing for that six-week overlap next year and both stadiums are they, open, we are fucked or, 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 and that, I, that, I can see that kind of working in a, like, you pay, like, because you're buying the ticket to the game. Right. So the fee of you pay, going on that train will take care of the, you know. It's covered, but that's covered, it's covered by, covered. The, by, the, by the team. Yeah, but, I mean, but the team were, I mean, they're building, the city is involved with the, the team's period. Right. So they could get together and be like, listen, so we want to encourage, you know, those uh, those people, those ticket holders to use public transit. So this is how we can do it. So, you know, when they buy a ticket that takes care of their Muni or BART yeah. by having an extra fee when they get that ticket yeah. to go to that game or what sure. have you. Or if the and tickets are $400, there should be free motherfucking transport. Right, like, right. It's a like that, like that. I can see something like that. That sounds like a little bit more reasonable because why the fuck would you want to drive? Why would it, you want to? You can't it's park. Just, it's just, Where are you going to park? It's, it, There's it, no it's, parking? And then especially with the new warriors, that's going to be in my territory. Mm. Oh, man. So, I mean, that I can see. You got something going there. You got something. You got me. Solving solving problems in San Francisco 3. 
Seven in and outs right away. We that, need seven in and outs. That, One for every district. Yeah. And here's, I mean, here's another issue. I think this is me with public transportation because I think the reason why everything is such a clusterfuck with public trans here is they're all owned by separate entities. That's a problem. You got Sand Trans, you got Caltrain, you got yep. Muni, yep. you got BART. Um, who else am I missing? There's another one. Um, Golden Gate Trans. Golden Gate. And then what's the, what's the ferry? The ferry. Right, the ferry. There's two different ferries. Yeah, so I mean, the, that's the problem right there where it's just like everyone's a different entity. And the thing is, I, I'm sorry, they should honestly just come together. Like, maybe Caltrain can be on its own, but like Muni and BART most definitely need to make some kind of agreement on something because it's ridiculous for BART. Just imagine how much money people save and how much uh, money that BART will make if they were open like at least two more hours. Oh, yeah. 24 you know? hour, having 24 hour access. To or having a bar train every other hour sure. or what have you. Oh my you. god. Okay, so that makes sense too. See? So if you had if you if you're worried about that they could just do it too from like across the bridge cuz you could get that's the thing. Let's say let's say that they only ran it from West Oakland to right. the city. Yeah, to yeah, exactly. Great. Because if you know, instead of having taken Uber over the over the over the bridge, you take an Uber to the or you would have to or you would have to take one of the buses, one of the right, late night buses, buses, which puts more money into that right. revenue of and it keeps the people bus. safer. I mean, and not driving and while not, they're intoxicated, right? And yeah. then also it puts revenue into the city. So I, I can't mean, believe that Mothers Against Drunk Driving haven't been like we should have Bart twenty four hours. Now they say it's for track maintenance that they have to be closed, and I'm like, no, they don't. That's horseshit. You you can do one like at least one every other, and like even in Chicago there. Are certain trains that stop but they'll have a train that it, it may not come this hour it'll probably come every other hour or it'll stop and then it'll go like at like five in the morning and or why don't they have another tube uh that goes across the bay but like from deep down like from like milbray and goes across you know to fremont why don't they have that? There must, there has to Why be some kind of environmental two? issue with uh, it. I'm, I'm guessing. But then we, it could even be a bridge above the water. Like I just don't yeah, understand why we aren't. That, that, Why are we connecting? We're not all connecting. the way around. We're not connecting. Period. Yeah. I mean, it's easier. I mean, I don't know. It. it I just my issue in, with Muni and Bar is just like there's it's something basic that you can make money, and it'll, it'll still be reasonable for people to get. Because I feel so even, segregated. Even a Muni, if they would be able to work out with Oakland. Because, you know, you've got the 108 bus that'll take you to Treasure Island. And that goes once an hour in the middle of the night, which is great. But then you're only halfway. Uh, you know. But if there was a bus that just even went over the bridge. Like, why isn't there a... I, I don't know. I can't. Something. It's just something. I mean, and then also, too, if you do, if you were to do something like that or have, like, BART open for uh, another two hours or every other hour, that's someone's, that you're putting someone else to work, too. Yeah. That's that giving not, a job, too. That it's not open till two is just dumb. And I think that that encourages drunk driving. And I wish that. I do, that too. If, if BART, I agree. If BART cared about the safety of the people in well, the San Francisco the Bay Area. Yeah, across the bridge. They would be open until two. Uh, 
you I know? mean, you don't. First of all, you don't want any DUIs on because that fucking bridge it's, anyway. That's it's a bad idea. It's super easy if they close it too, because at the bars they say last call at one thirty. So it's you better last run. call, last Bart, get out of here. Get the, you better start running your drunk ass to that bar. If you don't live down the street, you don't get another drink. You yeah, gotta leave. <laughs> leave. Haul ass to the Bart, baby. Yeah, exactly. Midnight is just—it's really too big. early. And then the service industry people too, which yeah. sucks. Yeah. What if you? What if you work in? What if you live in Oakland and you work in the city and you're off? A lot at, of my friends do. You work lo- at a bar, yeah. A lot of my friends do. You sleep in the bar? Or you sleep at your friend's house? When do you go? They home? have to take a lift sometimes, or they sometimes some of them have to wait for that fucking bus. That's insane. It, and it, it, it's it's just, the thing is like Oakland is just right there. Like if you it's just right have there. one station open throughout that East Bay area, oh my God, Pico! It's just that's one thing about the city that really pisses me off. It irks me yeah. because it, what it says to me is like we don't want those people over here. That's what it tells me. Mm-hmm. That's why I don't. That's why I don't think I really dig San Francisco because it's Oakland has gotten this bad rap because it's dark over there. But um, <laughs> but now you have more people going over there. Yes, it's becoming more gentrified, but it's becoming more gentrified because who the fuck can afford living here? Well, the reason that Bart doesn't go through across, um, you know, the the Bay Bridge or the Golden Gate Bridge and go up into Mill Valley and all that is. They don't want the San Francisco riffraff Riff, exactly. going oh, over there, there like, like Marin. They all have cars. They can drive into the city. It's okay. Yeah. But then that's the kind of thinking that puts us back. It's like when the world is falling apart and we need to save fossil fuels and be worried about what we're putting in the atmosphere. It's like, well, I have enough money to drive a Mercedes, so I'm important. Is that is that, is that how it goes? I didn't even put that in. I mean, that that makes perfect sense. Like those Marin people don't want us over there. No, they don't want us over there. Yeah, like those dirty. I want to be over there anyway with y'all. No seasoning chicken asses over there. You mayonnaise fucks. I Uh-oh. love mayonnaise. I hate uh, mayonnaise. Let's let's listen to a little bit of DJ Cheese so that we can open up some baklava oh, and about all the that stuff, and we'll be right back here with the second hour of the AltaCast. Be gone.
wipe out half the universe. All right, we're back here on the AltaCast. I'm your host, Pam Benjamin, with my co-host, LaToya, the Sheriff of Truth. Uh, and so we used to do a little game. It's really fun. It's called, you play a game with Google. Oh, yes. And you just type in and see what it says. So I put in Trump is, and the first thing that comes up is a traitor. Oh, Trump yeah. is a traitor. The second thing that comes up is Trump is an idiot. Nice. Then Trump is a liar. Nah, all then negative. Trump is a traitor to the United States. Then Trump is stupid. Remember when we used to put in Trump is and yes. it was like it was glorious very, savior. It was it was very Prince of Peace, mighty king. It was a little bit more positive compared to this. I put in Trump is and we got a traitor, traitor. An idiot, a liar, a traitor and stupid. We told y'all. God, why are people so slow on this? Mm. We told y'all. Mm. Mm-hmm. Is Donald Trump a traitor? Yeah. <laughs> That's the very first thing that comes up. Bill Maher says, Trump is plainly a traitor who doesn't defend his own country. The real-time host also posed a question for Trump's supporters. TV host Bill Maher posed a question for the president, Donald Trump's supporters, on his Friday broadcast of Real Time. What is left for you? Maher asked after dissecting the day's earlier news that a federal grand jury impaneled by special counsel Robert Mueller had indicted 13 Russians and three Russian entities for allegedly interfering in the 2016 election and seeking to boost Trump's campaign. Trump is plainly a traitor who doesn't defend his own country, said Maher. The comedian went on to note how the president this week had backtracked on his campaign pledge not to cut certain programs in the budget. These Trump supporters, they're not conservatives, said Maher. They're Drew Barrymore in 51st states. If you lose your memory every night, it starts to make sense. It's... Do you, um... What was it? Uh, do you... You remember that sh- uh, channel C-SPAN, right? Uh-huh. There was a woman that called, and there was this article I read about, a Republican voter thanks Russia for interfering in our election. This was a woman that called on C-SPAN, and... And she's thanking Russia yeah, in 2016. She's thinking, yeah. Thanks for interfering, because now we have yeah, Trump. And I, it's without irony? It's... No, not at all. She called... She's... You know, they have the... Those, oh, she... She called on the C-SPAN because they take callers for, you know, sure. shit like that. And she was like, uh, I do want to thank him, the Russians for interfering but rather than have Hillary. Like... <gasps> and this is a Trump... This is... I'm like, what kind of logic... Why would you... Why Why do people hate Hillary so much? I mean, I but, how do, but how do you... S- sacrifice your democracy and your so-called freedom in America you're not supporting your country that's not support you freedom dumb. isn't free it's <laughs> like for folks and you and me and these are the ones who are just like freedom costs a buck oh five <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, it, it's just like, and Bill Maher is right. He, to the Trump supporter, how can you not stand for your country? Like you talk, you you talk all this America, make America great again. You're not even supporting America by supporting this man. Let's we'll see if they don't. Because today, Mitt Romney formally announced he's running for the Senate in Utah, ladies and gentlemen. Mitt Romney 
every liberal in the world hated Mitt Romney and thought he was the worst person in the world. Now every time I see him, I'm like, if only we had a decent, sane Mormon who believed in the planet Kolob who could run the country. Well, the other good news, Bob Mueller indicted, this is big. I know, I know this is a slow-moving story, the indictments, and it's like a, uh, eyes glazed. This was big today. He indicted 13 Russian nationals, three Russian companies for their plot. <laughs> for their plot to use social media to rat-fuck our 2016 election. And you know how Trump always says, no collusion. It's getting close. The indictment... The indictment says the Russians were in communication with unwitting individuals associated with the Trump administration. Yeah, that's the problem, unwitting. It could have been anybody, you know? <laughs> but it goes into, it, it, this indictment goes into great detail about how when these Russians posed as Americans to sow discord among us, they went to great lengths to appear like they were regular, real Americans. They bought space on American web servers. They used American slang. They gained 50 pounds. <laughs> and, you know, I, I just want to ask the Trump voters, I know you're out there, I know some of you watch me. What is left for you? He's plainly a traitor who doesn't defend his own country. released his budget this week. Remember during the campaign, he said, I would never cut Medicare like the other, I would never cut more in 51st states. <laughs> if you lose your memory every night, it all starts to make sense. And then <laughs> Trump's EPA chief, you know, this guy, Scott Pruitt, um, who thinks climate change is a hoax. He's under fire because he's been fl flying first class. And the reason he says he has to is because people in coach yell at him. <laughs> He says it's a very toxic environment politically. You know what else is a very toxic environment? The environment. <laughs> oh, okay. This is there even, he goes. This is even before the meeting in Helsinki. Yeah. Yeah, this is an old one. Yeah. That's from several months ago. Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that one's not new. I, I thought all of this stuff but, was new. But, I mean, I, I love mean, it that he's saying it right now. I mean, I mean, but also... This it, this was like over eight months ago, and he was saying this eight months ago, and right. it's been obvious that whole time. Ever since he won, it was very suspicious. Like even on the campaign trail, he was like, "Russia, I hope you're wa uh, listening or watching uh, something about Hillary's emails." <gasps> then he said this on the campaign trail on TV. So I mean, yeah, right there, yeah, it's just like yeah. side eye. He's been he, he's in cahoots. Never before has a president so brazenly sided with a ruthless dictator mm -hmm. intent on destroying American democracy. Mm -hmm. We in trouble because then what I'm fearful about is the midterms because Russian will interfere with these elections for the midterms coming this November. That's what I'm worried Trump's about. Trump's meeting with Vladimir Putin in Helsinki was a betrayal of the nation he has sworn duty to protect. Under Article 3, Section 3 of the Constitution, the crime of treason is defined as giving aid and comfort to enemies of the United States. Trump has betrayed the American people in five ways we already know of. One, he ignores attacks on our democracy. 
According to American intelligence, there's no doubt about Russian meddling in the 2016 presidential election, and no doubt they're continuing to attack and planning further attacks on our democracy, institutions, and even our energy infrastructure. Yet Trump casts doubt about the conclusions of the intelligence community, blames past presidents, and turns a blind eye to safeguarding America from current and future attacks. Two, he publicly undermines U.S. intelligence officials, taking the side of Putin, a former KGB officer, when Putin claims Russia didn't interfere in the election, and Trump accuses his own governmental officials of being part of a so-called deep state conspiracy to get him out. Three, he attacks our closest allies, weakening America's standing in the world and playing into Putin's hands. During his trip to Europe, Trump insulted German Chancellor Angela Merkel, mocked British Prime Minister Theresa May, and was rebuked by the French president. Oh, yeah, and that's funny because... Angela and Teresa are women. And as we know, he has no respect for women whatsoever, even women who are running a country. His unreasonable demands on NATO that members increase their military expenditures to 4% of their GDPs have frayed our most important security alliance. He's saying, hey, everybody, 4% of your GDP needs to be for... Um, that's insane. For for the war for our war machine, four his campaign knowingly sought help from a Russian agent in 2016 yep. June. Senior members of Trump's campaign, including Don Jr., Jared Kushner, and Paul Manafort, met with a Russian lawyer who, before they met, had promised them damaging information on Clinton. <laughs> Five. Then in 20, July 2016, Trump publicly encouraged Russia to meddle in our elections. Yeah, so that's the one I was talking about. Asking Russia to hack Hillary Clinton's email server mm-hmm. and release the emails to the public. That same day, Russian operatives initiated their cyber attack and weeks later released the emails. Never before has a president of the United States so brazenly decided with a ruthless dictator intent on destroying American democracy. If this is not treason, what is? Uh, this was written by Robert Reich. He's the Chancellor's Professor of Public Policy at the University of California at Berkeley and a senior fellow at the Blum Center for Developing Economies. He served as Secretary of Labor in the Clinton administration, for which Time Magazine named him one of the 10 most effective cabinet secretaries of the 20th century. He has written 15 books, including the bestsellers Aftershock, The Work of Nations, and Beyond Outrage, and his most recent, The Common Good. He is also a founding editor of the American Prospect Magazine, chairman of Common Cause, a member of the American Academy of Arts and Sciences, and co-creator of the award-winning documentary, Inequality for All. He's also a co-creator of the Netflix original documentary, Saving Capitalism. Well, he's a badass. This was written by Robert Reich. Um, It just came out like 12 hours ago. Oh, nice. Fresh. Yeah, fresh. I mean, but we... Like I just mentioned uh, about the whole Hillary's emails, that was during the campaign. That was before he was unpre- uh, became president. So this, there's just too much Russia involved, and it's just too obvious that he, Putin and him have Putin is the puppet master. So him. here's here's what I put in on a new one. Trump supporters are blank. What do we think that <laughs> What do we think that Google's going to come up with? And it comes up with dumb idiots, <laughs> as dumb as you think. Deplorable. So Trump supporters are idiots. Wow. Trump supporters are as dumb as you think. Trump supporters are deplorable. <laughs> Trump supporters are uneducated. Trump supporters are ignorant. These are just <laughs> these are just what Google is coming up with, which is really funny because this is this used to be very different. These when they when wow. we would ask the internet what's going on. I mean, 
you got to be embarrassed to be a Trump supporter. Like you have, I mean, why? How? Like how? I mean, you okay? Put it. Okay, if you want to be a racist and a, a, a Nazi or what have you, be part of white supremacy. You have, but you love your country supposedly. Um, you can't see how this is treasonish. I mean, I mean, it, it's it's. You don't love your country. You do it it's he's selling us out, man. Yeah. We're gonna all be saying Nostrovia. Hey, and <laughs> I, I don't see no I don't have a problem with communism, but um, I have a problem with communism. I I don't have a problem with socialism has a problem I have a problem with communism. I, I, I don't have a I mean, there's different what I mean there's different types of socialism too. So the one that we're talking about is more democratic socialism. Right. Uh, but communism, I don't want you De- dictating. Denmark is the shit. Okay, they've got yeah. free healthcare, free education. Uh, it's all they have. Democratic, happy people. They're like the happiest people in uh, socialism. But I mean, but yeah, going back to the Trump support, it's just like he's not doing. You're not. You're not winning. <laughs> you're, you're not winning anything. You're not getting anything in return, and it's so obvious because it's a cult. It really is a cold. Trump approval rating. Oh, yeah. Let's look at that. Uh, This is a day ago. And it says approval rating climbs to highest level yet. But then it also says one day ago, Trump's approval rating dips below 40% Newsweek. That's what I thought it was below 40%. So isn't it funny? What does UPI mean? Because Newsweek says, has it kind of sad. And this one is kind of, the first one that comes up, it says it's a positive spin on it. Right, whatever UPI I, is. I don't know who UPI is. I know who Newsweek is. UPI might be a conservative. But they say, so this one says more Americans now approve of the job Donald President Trump I, is doing than any other period of his presidency. So no, that's don't. just I, no, no. But that's the positive side of it. And then here's Trump approval dips below forty percent. I would trust Newsweek is more credible. Yeah, I think so too. I don't know who I don't know who UPI is exactly. President Donald Trump's approval raising has taken a dip, according to the latest poll released on Tuesday by Quinnipiac University. Just 38% of voters approved of Trump's job performance, according to the survey. 58% disapproved. Last month, the Quinnipiac University poll found 43% approved of his job performance, while 52% disapproved. A contributing factor to the dip might have been the president's summit with Russian counterpart President Vladimir Putin in Helsinki, during which Trump declined to say Russia meddled in the 2016 election, something he would later chalk up to misspeaking. A majority of voters, 52%, said the meeting was a failure. Whether it is with love or not, President Donald Trump's relationship with Russia has delivered a small blow to his already poor standing with the American people, said Peter Brown, assistant to the director at Winnipeg University Poll in a statement. Following his meeting with Russian President Vladimir Putin, President Trump's job approval is back below 40% again. The president gets a split 49-47% score on the economy, but he receives negative reviews on his handling of a bevy of international problems and is especially his relationship with Russia. I even have a problem when it's in the 40s. Like how I don't understand. Yeah, how even, can it be so high? I don't I still find that it's I still find 38% high to me because this man is creating treasonous acts in front of our face 
the economy, that tax bill that had been signed is just for the 1%. Our yeah. health care costs are rising and getting cut. Right. I mean, mm. the the heroin epidemic has not stopped. Um, let's not even talk about racism and all the isms so that's going on. Isms, yeah. So why, I just still don't understand why even 30% of Americans approve. Yeah. Because no one's getting anything out of this whole thing. Yeah, who's expensive? Who's winning? Rich people, the super super. But even the super rich people with the tariffs, the uh, the taxes that he made on the tariffs, they're yeah. going to start hurting them now because now there's like the trade war that's going on between like China and he's fucking up our allies, which is fucking up with our money, which is fucking with corporations' money, which right. corporations don't like it when you start fucking with their money, especially with the tariffs and what have you. So even if you are the one percent, you're still not winning. Because and plus he is he lies and he's erratic. You don't know you don't know what he's going to do the next day. And then he sends out a tweet to Iran and started bullying them. It, it's your your mouth just dropped. This is crazy. This is um this is a, a thing. It's a database called Trump Lies Database. You, you, I just liked when your mouth I, dropped. I was like, I is saw, this real? You, <laughs> so I, I wish you guys could have saw her mouth it drop. Was, <laughs> this, is, this is the Trump Lies database. And uh, falsely, September 26, falsely claimed Clinton has no plan on the economy. He can reasonably allege that it's a bad plan, but it exists in great detail. September 15th, falsely claimed Clinton has sold government favors. There's no evidence of this. Falsely claimed he is winning Michigan. Pulled short. This is even. This is just a campaign. This is. I know. How far does it get? Is that when it starts? I mean, it keeps going. This is crazy. We could start. Wow. This is all. Yeah. It just keeps going. This is insane. This is TrumpLies.us. And it's. Uh, falsely said uh, this is on October 21st falsely said of top foreign leaders not greeting Obama upon his landing on their countries probably the first time it's ever happened in the fabled history of Air Force One he's wrong 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 the Washington Post's fact checkers wrote when Trump made an earlier version of this claim Reagan and other Obama predecessors were sometimes greeted by foreign ministers and other people who are not presidents and prime ministers I'm confused what that means yeah we're we're only um, I guess we're only in 2017 right yeah I mean it must be <laughs> it's <laughs> I mean it does just it have keeps, the page does it have the page numbers the, there's no page numbers this is uh, the this is uh, the Toronto Star's Washington bureau chief Daniel Dale has been following Donald Trump's campaign for months he's fact checked thousands of statements and thousands of falsehoods he put together this article so it oh, only this goes just, this is just the campaign yeah then. this only goes through the campaign oh shit that's crazy it ends on October 30th falsely said the Cubans gave me their most coveted award and it was great honor Trump received an endorsement last week from the Cuban American Bay of Pentecost Veteran Association of Miami it was not an award nor from the Cubans or even a broader <laughs> Cuban American community more broadly this is, the Cubans wow. gave me their most coveted award, and it was a great honor. It had nothing to do with it. Was something in Miami? This is see. This makes me even more pissed off because this is before yeah. we cast our vote. This is before he won the election, or I mean, Russia helped with the election. So, see, people, this was out there already, and people still voted this fuckface in. Here, this is great. Uh, Falsely said, we take care of many cases of illegal immigrants more so than we take care of our great veterans. Every news outlet that has examined this claim found it ridiculous. 
<laughs> TMZ just came out with first video of Donald Trump star vandal swinging a pickaxe on his walk of fame. Wow. Because so, <laughs> of Apprentice. Yeah. <laughs> Falsely Someone... said, we're, we're the highest tax nation in the world. The U.S. is not even the highest tax on corporate taxes, although it is among the highest. When all taxes are considered, it is below average for industrialized com- countries. Anyways, Trump lies. There's tons of them. So we knew he was a liar. Yeah, I mean, we even talked about it on the show before he, like, won. Why, this one's saying, why Trump lies? Like, why does he do it? it why? Why? I'm not, you know what, I'm not, mm, he's always been a liar. He, yeah, there's many reasons people lie. They do it to cover up bad behavior for personal gain or because of some personality disorder. All these things may be factors with Trump. Yeah. But Trump's. Trump also lies as strategy, as evidenced by his latest whopper, which he keeps repeating, that Democrats are to blame for the administration's horrific new policy of ripping child children of undocumented immigrants away from their parents. On Saturday, beginning, ironically enough, a Father's Day weekend, uh, he, he was at it again. Democrats can fix their forced family breakup at the border by working with Republicans on new legislation for a change. This is why we need more Republicans elected in November. Democrats are only good at three things. High taxes, high crime, and obstruction. Sad. (laughs) Never mind that fact checkers and other journalists have been diligent at calling him out on his efforts to shift blame for the zero tolerance policies that created this horror. Never mind his attorney general not only takes ownership of it, but also claims it is biblically based or that Mm -hmm. just a word from the president himself could end it. Why doesn't Trump act to stop something he created? And why does he keep lying about why this is happening? Uh, colleagues Michael Scherer and Josh Dawsey explained it in a front page story in Saturday's Post. This is a quote from the other story. President Trump has calculated that he will gain political leverage in con- congressional negotiations by continuing to enforce a policy that he claims to hate, separating immigrant parents from their young children at the southern border, according to White House officials. On Friday, Trump suggested he would not change the policy unless Democrats agreed to his other immigration demands, which include funding a border wall, tightening the rules for border enforcement, and curbing legal entry. He also is intent on pushing members of his party to vote for a compromise measure that would achieve those long-standing priorities. Trump's public acknowledgement that he was willing to let policy continue as he pursued political goals came as the president once again blamed Democrats for a policy enacted and touted by his own administration. The Democrats are forcing the breakup of families at the border with their horrible and cruel legislative agenda, he tweeted. (laughs) After listing his demands in an immigration bill, he added, go for it, win. In other words, Trump is literally holding children hostage to get his unpopular border wall. He may think it is so sad. He may think of it as leverage, but the rest of us should recognize it for what it is. What, kidnapping? It is a tragedy born of a lie. He may refuse to take responsibility for what he has done, but that doesn't mean the rest of us can't see a lie for what it is, no matter how often he tells it. Do you, I just got a visual of like what history books would look like in the future. Oh my God. And this is going to be one of the saddest, ugliest moments. Again, add that to the ugly moments of American history of oh, yeah. seeing kids held hostage because President Trump's not getting his way. Yeah. Because he's he's pouting like a little, like a child because he's an imbecile because he is a child that has no sense and has no empathy. Like this Yeah, is, no empathy. When does he feel guilty? He lies all the time. When does he feel guilty? He doesn't have a conscience. That's a thing. He does not have... That that man has no soul. 
I, I mean, but most, dicta- most dictators aren't the friendliest people anyway, and they're not the smartest. Well, he thinks he says, I'm the smartest. I am I'm, one a, of the I'm smartest a stable genius. <laughs> What's a stable, stable ge- genius? genius? Well, I think he's trying to say he's stable and he's a genius. Uh, now, this is another one. This is 2016, and they're calling him Lion Donald, the 101 of Trump's greatest lies. And it's from. Uh, he's repeatedly repeatedly labeled his political opponents liars. He dubbed Senator Ted Ted Cruz Lion Ted, Ted when it became clear that Cruz was a serious rival for his nomination, and he called Senator Marco Rubio an even bigger liar than Cruz. And he dubbed Ben Dr. Ben Carson as a pathological liar and said former Governor Jeb Bush's lies were almost as bad as Cruz's. Trump has termed virtually every mildly adversarial media member into a liar too. But there's only one truly massive liar, Donald Trump. Mm -hmm. Uh, When Politico attempted to measure how many lies Trump told over the course of 4.6 hours of speeches, they found that he lied on average once every five minutes. Jesus Christ. When Huffington Post cataloged his lies over the course of just one town hall event, they came up with 71 lies, which made it relatively easy to come up with this not even close to complete list of 101 lies from Donald Trump. Let's try to find some fun ones. He can't... He can't... Uh, Oh my gosh, he can't even tell a, a correct story within five minutes. Uh, Trump claims NBC, MSNBC edited their released version of his interview with Chris Matthews in which Trump stu- stumbled on abortion. You, you really ought to hear the whole thing. I mean, this is a long convoluted question. This was a long discussion and they just cut it out. And frankly, it was extreme. It was really convoluted. <laughs> nope, that was a lie. Hmm. Uh, I want to find a good one. I... Here's an old school Donald Trump lie that I was reading about a couple of weeks ago. Um, so like in the 80s when he had his businesses and what have you, mm. he made up a character to call it Forbes magazine up because he wanted to be on the Forbes list. Do you know he about made up one? Forbes magazine? Yeah, he he no made idea. up he no. made up his wealth <gasps> um, to be in Forbes. To be okay. in Forbes magazine in the 80s. And so he played his own publicist and for some reason Forbes didn't check up on this. They just believed him. Oh. And so his his the amount of money that he's always said he's made has always been false and it's starting back going to the 80s or what have you so yeah that right there and plus he lied in court in the 70s Mm. about the housing discrimination right 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 right. i mean this man is he's always been this way yeah it's just but he's saying things that are ridiculous and people believe there's a tremendous tax that we when we american businesses go into china whereas when china sells to us there's no tax China's tariffs are higher than those imposed by the United States, but the Chinese exporters are taxed when they sell in the United States. So he just says stuff. He just like says, all the time. Yeah. Or like Obama wiretapped me. That was the right. craziest one. I'm like, really? What is this dude? Uh, what is he? On? He don't sleep either. That nigga never sleeps. I just don't understand how how this how we made this happen. We're still talking about 2016. I know. It just, it's, it's just, I mean, this is, you can just scroll through, scroll, scroll, scroll. It's just debunk, debunk things he said that he just didn't even. And it's before we even uh, was elected, elected to him. him. And yeah. so, and then we go, oh. So is, so do we think that he's going to be um, impeached? Or, I'm hoping. I that's that's the that's why this is one of the most the midterms are actually one of the most important elections because if we get the Democrats in there we can start working on impeachment. Yeah, but then, you know he's getting away with all this because the Republicans because they have no spine. They're getting what they want, but at the same time they they're afraid of him for some reason. 
which is it's this, it's it's weird. This is crazy. What's going on? Trump is no longer our leader. Dallas Republican calls for impeachment in scathing editorial. Yes. Yeah, this is four hours ago. Leaked tape piles oh. pressure on Trump with ex-lawyer to speak truth. Oh, Cohen's tapes. It's the Cohen tapes. Ooh, this shit about to this get is, juicy, y'all. This is uh, where's the popcorn? Yeah, it's a uh, leaked tape piles pressure on Trump. To seek the truth, U.S. President Donald Trump and his longtime personal lawyer Michael Cohen are heard on an audio tape discussing whether to buy the rights to a Playboy model's story that she had an affair that he had an aff- that she had an affair in 2006 with the New York billionaire. The dramatic leak of taped conversation between Donald Trump and his longtime attorney Michael Cohen signals an aggressive new strategy by the former fixer, raising questions about how much the U.S. leader has to fear should he cooperate with prosecutors. On the tape, which was broadcast Tuesday, Trump can be heard discussing with Cohen how to hush up allegations that he had an affair with a Playboy model in 2006 and buying the rights to her story. The tape was reportedly recorded two months before the 2016 presidential election, before the Trump campaign subsequently denied any knowledge about Karen McDougal's allegations of a 10-month fling with a tycoon. Cohen's lawyers released the tape to television, CNN Network, an arch-critic of the Trump administration in a flurry of interviews, declared his client had turned a corner and would continue to to speak the truth. They're going to kill that guy. (laughs) Cohen, who once declared he was so loyal he would take a bullet for the president, is under a federal investigation in New York for his business dealings and reported whether hush money payments violated campaign finance laws. In addition to being involved in efforts to hush up McDougal's story, he famously paid $130,000 to porn star Stormy Daniels just weeks before the election to silence her own claims of an alleged one-night stand with Trump. On Wednesday, his newly hired, highly-powered attorney Danny Davis, uh, Lanny Davis, compared Cohen tape to the Watergate tapes that ultimately forced Republican President Richard Nixon to resign in 1974 to avoid impeachment. Mm -hmm. Listen to the tape in the way that Former White House counsel John Dean had a tape that did in Richard Nixon. He told ABC television, ultimately, Donald Trump is going to be undone by the truth. All because of some pussy. I hope some pussy brings his ass down. Davis told CNN that Cohen (laughs) had turned a corner in his life, hit a reset button and was now dedicated to telling the truth. On Wednesday, a seething Trump lashed out, tweeting, what kind of lawyer would tape a client? So sad. This is a first. Never heard of it before. (laughs) <laughs> is this a first? Never heard of it before? He a sounds panicked on that tweet. Uh, yeah. Why is the tape so abruptly terminated? Why I was presumably saying positive things. I hear there are other clients and many reporters that are taped. Can this be so too bad? Wait, what? I don't understand what that is. I don't understand. Why what? was the tape so abruptly terminated while I was presumably saying positive things? I hear there are other clients and many reporters that are taped. Can this be so too bad? That makes no sense. What he? I don't understand. That. I don't understand. He must be really shaking his boots because that tweet just made no. Yeah. I can't decipher what the fuck he mean. Like terminate it. it cut. It was like cut, cut when he was. I guess, but they didn't need to say all the positive things. things. You were talking about paying off someone for hushing them up before you. It all goes back to guilt. You just feel guilty when you get cut. When you get caught. caught. Is that how it works? 
Davis, who worked for Bill Clinton White House, has accused Trump's new personal lawyer, former federal prosecutor and New York Mayor Rudy Giuliani, of disparaging Cohen, alleging the Trump camp are afraid of his client. The question is, why are they attacking him? Why am I representing him? Because he's got the truth on his side and he will continue to tell the truth, he told CNN. The leaking of the tape and reports that there are further recordings has fans speculation about how much damage Cohen can inflict on the president and whether he is now mulling a cooperation deal with federal prosecutors. Cohen told ABC News in an interview released July 2nd that his family and the country commanded his first loyalty, fueling that speculation. Stormy Daniels, attorney Michael Avenatti, encouraged Cohen again Wednesday to immediately release all the tapes, other evidence in his possession, and come clean about his conduct and that of the president. No more games, Avenatti tweeted. On the tape, Trump and Cohen talk about buying the rights to McDougal's story, which she had sold a month earlier to the National Enquirer for $150,000. The tabloid never punished, published the story. During the campaign, the Trump team denied any knowledge of the deal between McDougal and American Media, the magazine's parent company. But on tape, the candidate expresses no surprise when the issue comes up and Cohen talks about essentially reimbursing the company for what it paid McDougal. It really does signal a more aggressive stance on the part of Michael Cohen, Janine Zeno, professor of political science at Iona College, told AFP when asked about the significance of the leak. It suggests he might no longer be on the president's side, agreed Julian Zellweiser, um, professor of history and public affairs at Princeton. Ultimately, Michael Cohen seems to be a person who will be first and foremost concerned with protecting himself. Yeah. Pretty much, because he knows he's going to be in trouble. So he's like, "I'm going to leak this shit now," because he's going to get he's going to get in trouble. Well, well, this is, I mean, but because he knows he did bad shit. He's like, he's like, "Fuck, fuck, fuck! I got caught! I got caught! I got caught! I'm guilty. What am I going to do? What am I going to do? I'm going to be truthful. I'm going to be truth. I'm going to tell all the truth." And plus, okay, Donald Trump wasn't truth. loyal to him either. Donald Trump just kind of tossed Michael Cohen aside because Donald Trump doesn't have loyalty to his friends. That's why he ain't got none. But he wants loyalty only to him. And so Michael Cohen was promised. Uh, a, a seat in his cabinet or in his administration and he never got it and Did so he get the suite at Mar-a-Lago though <laughs> uh, you stupid <laughs> and so and you know and Michael Cohen, Michael Cohen basically is just like I'm a flip on the, there's no loyalty to this man I'm not taking a bullet it's about I'm gonna tell everything Michael Cohen you better bring his ass down he can't. Of course he can. He's, he's the lawyer. Yeah. It's not like he's his psychologist or, or doctor. Robert Mueller is going to get... Robert Mueller... Yeah. There's got to be get enough him. stuff to like... And he know, and Michael Cohen knows that, listen, there's no way I'm going to get pardoned by Trump now. So no. the only way I'm out is to say... To cooperate to ro- right cooperate now. right now. Whoever. whoever. Exactly. But then what happens if Pence, man... Listen, you know what? That motherfucker's crazy. Yes. God, and he's smarter too. I know. But do you really think Pence is going to collude with Russia or be his puppet? I mean, that's... I don't think so at all. But I I have a problem with Pence too because can they get Pence? Because Pence has to know some stuff. Pence has. He was running with him. I think he kept him in the dark. If he was smart, he kept him in the dark. But he's not smart. Would Pence be a better president? This is from Newsweek. Oh, shit. Would Pence be a better president? Republicans think so as Trump impeachment calls grow. And this is from last year. Uh... Would I'm just looking for things to go through, like uh, there's multiple lawsuits, blah 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 blah. Uh, I I it's a 
I'm just wondering. No, they didn't even tell us. Is it? They asked a question, and then they didn't. Would, they didn't answer it. Would Pence be a better president? I, but you know, here's the thing. It really wouldn't matter. You know why? I mean, because if the Democrats had the House and the Senate and what have you, they're the ones that are basically going right. to be controlling yeah, that. It, 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 I mean, the only thing head. that Pence would be able to do is probably do like maybe executive. Um, Here, but you know what's crazy is that that's what we thought when FDR ran for his fourth term and didn't pick up Henry Wallace and instead had Truman and then they dropped the bomb on they killed 189,000 Japanese people in three days because and we thought oh well what can really happen and FDR died and then suddenly this person is in and they were at a time of war and just I mean that could I mean crazy shit can happen or you can be assassinated in be, Dallas Texas right? and then all of a sudden Linda Johnson swerving on the airplane and then that turns and that that's during the civil rights movement uh, and so that changes the whole party part of the party dynamic of the Dixie Democrats mm-hmm. to what the Democrats are now to this present day so yeah crazy shit so that's the thing is like what happens <laughs> if Pence does become our president and something he's like and you know bombs North Korea or some God told me but, but, but Jesus told me to get rid he, of North Korea he would have to go he would have to go through I, I think Pence is so I can't believe I'm gonna say this slightly saner oh, slightly uh, yeah, sure. just slightly than Donald Trump Donald Trump is irrational yeah, he's dangerous yeah. to him own his own self yeah I mean by tweeting yeah he's, full throttle t- temper tantrum this even says rather than wallow in the riptides of the stormy present cast your mind forward to the possibilities of the new year imagine Trump mired in scandal and in the permanent <laughs> state of full throttle temper tantrum spending the summer and fall taking a lead pipe to any hopes to GOP had of retaining a majority in either chamber. The House and Senate are lost in November November bloodbath by the House by historic margins and the Senate by a nose. Finally, like the tolling of a funeral bell, the uh, Mueller report is made public after the special counsel finishes his investigation. Maybe This is all like pretending in the future, right. I think. That, so hopefully in November. Yeah, <laughs> uh, maybe it's an obstruction of justice, bubble collusion, blah, blah, blah. But they will have the goods on Trump. I am more mortally sure. But will they act? For good reason. The very existence of Vice President Mike Pence is enough to derail any serious discussion of the impeachment of Donald Trump. As it stands, the man certainly serves as a potential insurance policy against Article 2, Section 4. Uh, when the conserv- when the conversations turn to Trump's impeachment, LBGTQ activists and others have ha- have rightly raised an alarm about the acute dangers that would they would face from President Pence. He could, with the right allies in Congress, push for a religious objections bill that right. legalizes discrimination against LGBTQ citizens, as he did while governor of Indiana. He might push for a bill requiring people who have abortions to hold a funeral for the fetus, yep. as he did in 2016. He might sign a bill requiring people seeking abortions to undergo a two-week invasive transvaginal ultrasound procedure as he did in 2013 hell yes there's good reason for concern and even fear pence is the kind of christian evangelical zealot who would have been right at home putting pagan villages to the sword and torch a thousand years ago his misogyny and homophobia are the stuff of nightmares he is very quietly a darling of the right-wing moneyed elite and speaks their language fluently worse Mm -hmm. he's a former governor and member of the house pence actually knows how government works he does not regularly dismember fellow republicans in public he could easily build coalitions with the worst elements in congress with his knowledge and help they could pass legislation hateful enough to frighten the freedom statue off the capitol dome that is now scary today tomorrow next week and every week until november 
My kid will be still eating her Halloween candy when the midterm deal goes down. And if the numbers hold or get worse for Republicans, it's going to be a whole different conversation at this year's Thanksgiving table. Sure, Pence is terrifying on a number of levels. But if the cookie crumbles just so in November, the beast will be without teeth. There's ample precedent to support this presumption in the guise of former President Gerald R. Ford. No historical comparison is seamless, of course, but the example of Ford is highly instructive. After Richard Nixon resigned the presidency and fled back to California, Ford pardoned him. A few days later, he unveiled a program of conditional amnesty for Vietnam draft evaders. A year later, he presided over the U.S. military's final staggering exit from the war. Operation Frequent Wind was a frantic evacuation that saw helicopter gunships shoved over the side of aircraft carriers and into the sea to make room for more refugees. Amazingly enough, Ford got justice John Paul Stevens onto the Supreme Court. He was shot at more often than any president since George Washington. That's pretty much it. Jail Ford's presidential library is one room with an amazing rack and some mints in a dish. Ford didn't do nothing, but he didn't do much. Why? There are several reasons. The long agony of Watergate culminating in the conclusion of Nixon's resignation left the nation and government so exhausted as to be effectively rendered powerless. With only a few scant accomplishments and no signature legislation to his name, Ford spent much of his time in office as an animated placeholder where the country tried to come to grips with what had just happened to it. Moreover, the Democrats in Congress, cat wary after Watergate, watched him like a hawk. Everyone just waited for 76 when a peanut farmer came along and sent his Jimmy accident- Carter <laughs> and sent the boy. accidental president back to Michigan. As stated, no historical analogy is seamless. Ford was appointed, not elected, and Congress of that day had yet to be infected by the rancid teachings of supply-side Jesus. That being said, the similarities and probabilities are too obvious to ignore. If the impeachment of Donald Trump were successfully undertaken in 2019 or even 2020, the aftermath would find Mike Pence frozen like an ant in amber. The ultimate removal of Trump would be preceded by a massive political upheaval that would leave the Republican Party on fire from stem to stern. The executive branch would be shattered and splattered, cornered into virtual immobility under the say no, no to everything sway of Democratic majority. If that Democratic majority decides to show up, everything is on the table this time, Nancy. Keep your powder keg dry long enough and it turns to dust. If the proper circumstances combine to allow the removal of Donald Trump from office, President Pence will become a cipher until an election comes along to remove him. Mm-hmm. He is neither smart enough nor strong enough to overcome the forces of history that will be sluicing through the cracks in his walls. He will be a man's suit stuffed with straw. He will be nothing, and <laughs> wow. then he too will be gone. So let's do this. Climb on the peach train. If you happen to be there, uh, will soon be sufficient evidence to justify the removal of this catastrophe president. Don't let Pence chase you off. He might be scary today, but if voters pull his fangs come November, it will get really interesting around here. True. Yeah. So uh, that was a fun little, that was by uh, William Rivers Pitt. From truth out yeah well and that, that gives me some hope right i mean but it's all about to me it's all about if the democrats take back the house and right the Senate. yeah we have to yeah that's what they we, mean that's what he means by removing his friends. oh absolutely yeah. yeah i mean because oh boy if the uh, if the republicans like when i don't part of me feels the D- democrats are going to take back the house and the senate but I also said Hillary was going to win too. Right. So I thought that was going to be an easy one. So I mean, anything. I really did. Yeah, I mean, anything goes by this point. So I don't want to put my foot in my mouth again. I know we don't want to. We don't want to put the cart before the horse. 
but I do, I do think though Trump will be impeached. This is just, it's going. It's certain. There's a slow number of Republicans that are turning on him, but he has a high approval rate with the Republicans, which is also scary because they're getting what they want. But once, with like I was talking about the tariffs and what have you, once those companies get mad that they're not making as much money because of Trump mm. and what he did with the tariffs and uh, trade, they're going to flip on him too because it's coming to that point. Sure. Well, yeah, the people with money have to not like him. Too. Yeah. But, and that's unfortunate. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. It shouldn't even matter. He is... We, we have all the facts. He's a liar. He's a traitor against our own country. He uh, used... In the beginning, he was using government funds to make his own money and he continues to play on his name and make, it's it, it, there's, there's so many illegal and ethical things that right. are going on yeah. and then and then the grabbing of the pussy and not thinking women are women and totally like being a terrible representative of our country in front of other world leaders oh my god Sl- he's slanderous i'm like Super obama could slanderous. obama could have sued his ass for like obama wiretapped me yeah i'm like Just making shit up making shit up he has great imagination i mean and we're we're not even there's more than what we've just discussed. Yeah, absolutely. I'm sure there's a ton that we're forgetting. Well, oh, and he's a racist too. He's a racist too. <laughs> and yeah, and homophobic probably. Yeah. But definitely oh, no, doesn't yeah. like women. Just oh no, women no, are, no, we're not. No, we're trophies. We're, yeah, we're just dumb people. Uh, okay, so that 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 article actually gave me a lot of hope, and I can start saying, hey, impeaching Trump isn't such a bad idea because we have to vote in this uh, midterm. We have to we have to care. And everybody does, so that we can get him out of there, and then make Pence. Because I mean, the worst thing that would be if the Republicans kept either house, and then oh. we impeached him, and Pence was there, and they got a bunch of oh, like, they would get with the oh. pro life. Like, they would get it'll be a vote if they repealed Roe v. Wade kind of things. That would be just that's scary. I mean, seriously, funerals for I mean. I mean, because like the article said, making someone believe Pence is him. smart, uh, much smarter than Trump, and he knows how he's been in uh, the government. Right, he knows how this shit works. He's got friends in high places. Right. Like, yeah, he's got money behind him and donors and corporate. Yeah, he is. E- he's worse than Trump. But the fact of the matter is, like, Trump is going to get us into a war that, by I mean, stupidity. That would, be, that would be terrible. By stupidity. And I mean, and then, like I said, we're all going to be speaking, saying Nostrovia all the time. (laughs) Um, But I mean, but we need to get the right Democrats in office as well. We, I'm tired of some fucking Nancy Pelosi. No, tired. The the girl from the Bronx. Oh yeah, I know Alexandria Ocasio Cortez. Love it. Yeah, people, and that's the problem. Like people like such as change in the world. But the the problem is, people like Nancy Pelosi have been doing it forever. No, 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 no. Nancy Pelosi does not like Alexandria Cortez. No, I know, but Nancy Pelosi's been in government forever. forever so let I mean, it go. I, and we need new blood. We need new blood. And these 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 Democrats are so bought in. They're the establishment. They're bought in by corporations. They yeah. take donor money. It's all about making money for them as well. We need to get them the fuck out because our democracy. They don't have they don't have any balls to stand up to him. They don't say anything. They don't do anything for us either. Get the get them the fuck out. This is terrible. It says why Democrats won't win the House in 2018. But then in, in the Atlantic, Democrats can win back Congress in 2018. Can Democrats win the House in 2018? I I'm mean, not it just goes going, on. I'm not. I'm not even playing this game. 
this is jur- this this is journalism and sensationalism that they're doing right now. I'm a little bit more optimistic that the Democrats can. What I'm worried about is Russia interfering with this election, oh. so they don't. That's the problem. And the fact of the matter is, like, you hear the president because he's Putin's puppet saying that no, why would the Russians uh, even be involved in the election? Because you're going to benefit, motherfucker. Elections 2018, nine experts on how to stop Russian interference. CIA director, Russia will try to interfere with 2018 elections. Uh Uh-huh. Russia will certainly interfere with America's 2018 elections. These are just... Schiff, Pelosi, predict Russia will interfere in 2018 midterm elections. Like, it's all all there. It's so obvious, too. I had every expectation Russia would meddle in 2018 midterm elections. And then you know here's 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 another funny part. You know that this week he he invited Vladimir Putin to the White House in the fall. Oh my god. What's the fall? That's during the midterms. That's during the elections. Wow. Uh I'm I mean I I just don't understand how It's all We're the- we're supposedly in a democracy and we're supposedly in charge of our own, you know futures or we can elect our people but when we don't even have i mean it's the same thing of the hanging chads remember the hanging chads no the hanging chads with why um al gore didn't win against ah because uh i thought it was florida's old florida right it was florida and it was the hanging chads and it was something and people dressed up that year for halloween as hanging chads and all these things but um we can't figure out voting like we can figure out ATMs we can figure out how to vote for American Idol but we can't figure out how to vote for anything like it just makes it makes no sense to me that we can't like call in our vote on our cell phone like doesn't that make sense no no that's actually scarier because that makes it easier for them to interfere to, to interfere but what I'm going to harp on is how how do you fix the problem with them not interfering? What is the CIA or the FBI doing to prevent this? All I hear is that people know that they're going to interfere with our elections. And the mm. fact that matter, they know, our government if we sucks. know why. It's the same thing. We Supposedly, we knew about Pearl Harbor, but didn't do anything. Like, we, we knew about know, 9-11. We knew about, but we didn't. And so it's but the it's, same thing here. It's like, you know that they're, you know, everyone's like, yeah, they're ever, probably going to do this. So how? How, are, do you preve- how do you prevent? Why aren't you preventing this? You know that it's going to happen because you yeah. know it's happening before and the thing is our government are they're not technical savvy that's the problem have you been on some of those dot gov websites for peak's sake seriously i mean it's true they they they're not tech savvy they they they're not getting the smart people in government to find out how to stop russia from interfering with our elections russia got it good they know how to fuck with us we need to learn how well we're so dumb that's i know they they can get into the facebook and they can troll pages and make things happen and which which facebook that's that's another issue that we i mean they they fucked us on the election too fuck you facebook i mean shit the whole thing is if we taught our people to think for ourselves, if we taught Americans how to have critical thought and think for yourselves, and this wouldn't be an issue. No child people behind would, her. Well, people would understand how to see fake news and know what that means and not be swayed. And I mean, we'd have an ability to, you know, look at the world critically. So. Just just like we didn't know what Read that about. website, what IPU. Yeah, what, what, yeah. I'm like, I've never heard of you. I don't know where you... Well, I'm just I was I'm just looking for things that are, are like on the you know the far far left that or far right. 
Ugh, I hate you, that we call it right and left. Like I'm confused sometimes now. But I mean, it's just like I I go with news news places that I trust that I've heard of that have sure. been there, and sometimes they'll probably get a, a story wrong, but they'll go back and retract it because they are credible. Right, right. I right. don't. There's so many websites that will that pop up. I'm like, I don't know who you are. Yeah, it could be an ad. It could, yeah, <laughs> it's not some even of real. It, some of it. Some of it's that's, just advertising. Thank you. And they they hide behind the guise of a blog or something else, and then suddenly they're like. You should get dick pills for your boyfriend or whatever. And you're like, what? And then at the bottom. Or it'll pop up in the middle of an article. It's just like, this is, like you said, the critical thinking part, which is kaputs. So everybody, go read a book. This has been the AltaCast. (laughs) And have a conscience. Have a conscience. Don't be guilty. Uh, This was a weird one. I know. Right? We we were all around the world. But don't feel guilty about impeachment. Just... Don't have a guilty conscience Keep hope about alive. That. Yeah. Uh, again, go uh, look for DJ Cheese, the best EDM mix daily, and uh, see you guys next week on the AltaCast. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of mutinyradio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shitface McRat. <laughs> Hey everybody, listen to the Weekly Review with Roman every Friday from noon to 2 p.m. This is an unapologetically anti-capitalist program. We interview community organizers, activists, and artists. We talk about ways you can take action right now. So listen in to the Weekly Review every Friday from noon to 2 p.m. brings you visual and auditory mind control. For the best graphic design, physical merchandise, and live music promotion, go to www.subliminalsf.com and check out their hilarious t-shirts and super cool bands at clubs and bars all over the Bay Area. Subliminal SF creates amazing flyers, posters, and design for every need. So go now to www.subliminalsf.com and experience what this wonderful local business has to offer. Run! 
Good evening there, my friends here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for a mere $5 every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because $5, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere $5 is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere. Like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse. Or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? It's a cash cock, honey. (laughs) Well, hello, boys and girls. You know what a password is. That's a secret word that soldiers would use to get past the sentry and up to the front. Well, here's a password that gets you up to the front in all the right places. It's cannabis energy. It seems the faster you go, the more cannabis energy you need. So if you want to win, you have to have lots of cannabis energy. And the swellest way I know to get it is just by using Green Army Skincare. Boy, they're just crammed full of cannabis energy. There are more cannabis energy units in one lip balm tube than you use circling the base ten times or when you ride your bike four miles across the city. And it's fast acting. Why, no sooner that you apply some balm to your mouth or pain areas, you practically feel the new strength in your muscles. And what's more, Green Army Skincare is a good, wholesome product. They're made with body-nourishing cannabis and other natural ingredients. So go out there today and pick up some Green Army Skincare products from your local cannabis procurement center. Join thegreenarmy.com. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, we'd like to invite you down to Bender's Bar and Grill in the heart of the Mission District in San Francisco at 806 South Van Ness. We've got great food by our kitchen counter offer, burgers, tater tots, tachos, corn dogs, all sorts of good stuff like that. They're open from opening until 11 p.m. most days of the week, except Saturday. Every Saturday night, we've got live rock and roll, some of the best local bands in San Francisco, and touring acts as well. Come on down, 10 p.m., rock and roll, only night of the week. We have a $5 cover charge, always 5 bucks for live rock and roll. We're open from 4 p.m. until 2 a.m., Monday through Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, 2 to 2. Come on down, have some drinks with us. We've got Whiskey Wednesday, Tequila Tuesday, and we've always got the Steve McQueen special. Shot of bullet bourbon and a can of California lager for 8 bucks. Come down and enjoy our patio. It's open uh, in the afternoon, not really in the evening, but a lot of good folks hanging out back there. Come on down, give us a shot. Drop by the bar, make some friends. Thanks, folks. Bender's Bar and Grill in the heart of the Mission District, San Francisco, California. 
with a happy hour every Monday through Friday until 7 p.m. Don't miss it. Go to Bender's Bar. Big supporter of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2018. Oh, yeah. It goes down. Come smoke with your boy. Grinder. Spark is San Francisco's premier cannabis dispensary with a focus on serving and educating patients for seven years. Spark is dedicated to creating the best in-store experience with its extensive menu, friendly staff, and one of the few cannabis vape lounges in San Francisco. Spark welcomes you to visit its two great locations as a medical patient or for recreational adult use in 2018. Spark is located at 1256 Mission Street between 8th and 9th and at 473 Haight Street at Fillmore. Both locations are open until 10 p.m. every night. Spark staff looks forward to serving you. Rainbow Grocery, a worker-owned and operated food cooperative located at 1745 Folsom Street in the Mission District of San Francisco. Let's hear what locals have to say about Rainbow Grocery. Their bulk section is dope AF. I love their their variety of cheese and home decor items uh, and this of unique items that you can't find anywhere else. Their cheese section is insane. I love Rainbow Grocery because it's the number one grocery store to shop at when you're having a potluck and need to fulfill everyone's dietary needs. They don't have meat. Rainbow Grocery Cooperative, an amazing San Francisco staple since 1975. For all your space chicken sci-fi comedy non-political humor needs, go to timstesseract.com. Read fiction about the future of San Francisco after the water wars of 2121 in Jane 6. Ask a Jedi for important life hacks. Eat flesh with the bare exoskeleton Contessa. And check your horror horoscope on Horoscopia. Updated every 